0: welcome to the switch rpg podcast i am one of your hosts Gio, and i'm joined by just johnny how's it going it's going good it's going good we're doing something a little different today um it appears the we're coronavirus practicing
1: safe distancing
0: very safe distancing we're in like different <laughs> cities all together this is crazy um yeah unfortunately i i i was i was kind of um, i can't because my son is a mean compromise, I can't be out in the world and exposing him to all sorts of different things. So, here I am, and there he is. Um, so yeah, if this is your first time listening, this is a show from SwitchRPG.com, where we bring you the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week... We're talking a little bit of Trials of Mana. We had some sort of the uh, Indie World Direct or something. I don't know. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit of that. And uh, and we won't be talking about Platinum Games today. Uh, so, unfortunately, if you're in for the Platinum Game discussion, that was like a few episodes ago. You can go listen to that. Um, also, don't forget to visit our Discord at Discord.SwitchRPG.com um, Visit our Twitters at, at SwitchRPG YouTube at Switch RPG as well, and we got some merch. If you go to the website, you can check out the links there. Uh, Johnny, what are you playing?
1: Yep. Well, I do. From the sound of it, it seemed like you were doing that off script. Did you pull up the script? Are you good now? Because why? No, that was good. I mean, it's it sounded like <laughs> you were going like off script, and you're like reciting all that stuff uh, from memory, um, and you didn't I'm, skip a beat.
0: I am getting better. I'm getting better with uh, that was with. Great. I read it all. you you know the thing is i can actually see it because the screen is literally like like a foot and a half away from my eyeballs
1: yeah i have it i have it cropped over to my right hand side so if you see me looking at the camera i'm not looking at the camera i'm looking at the script
0: okay okay uh
1: what i've been playing um i've been playing radiant historia start to go heavier into that and uh on the side i've been doing a bit of super mario maker 2
0: oh yeah, yeah 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 You sent me, me a few maps. I haven't been able to try them, Yeah. Um, but I said, you know, if I'm going to try them, it's got to be RPG related. Now, wh- what did you do? Did you do anything RPG related or no, try to? No.
1: I have Are a we... bunch of levels that I made uh, yeah. back in Mario Maker 1 days, and then I essentially ported, <laughs> ported them over to the Switch. So Is... I've been taking those levels uh, from the earlier days and refining them, going through like a little refinement and bringing them over to Mario Maker 2 uh, and getting rid of some of the annoying stuff, refining a little bit of the design and stuff like that. Uh, one of those levels, I will say, was... So Kotaku, who was it? I don't know if it was Jason Schreier or... No, not Jason Schreiber. It was one of the Kotaku writers. They did like a Mario, a multi-video long thing of Mario Maker, or when, the first one, when that was running. And I think it's like episode nine. It's on YouTube. You can actually see it. They played through uh, uh, one of my levels. Uh, ah. And these were hard levels. I called them at the time. I called them Mario Souls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there I think there's uh, eight levels in total. Uh and they played the very first one and could not beat it. So
0: <laughs> Oh jeez.
1: Uh and I'm porting them over. I got rid of the, the name Mario Souls. I, I call it a titchophobia. So okay. what a, what does
0: what does that mean?
1: It's a fear of failure. Oh. Yeah. That's
0: like right up my alley.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a thing that just about everyone in this world can relate to and affects some people. Uh, more than others, uh, it, it kind of plagues me a bit, and uh, I decided to call it a Titchophobia, and it's, uh, I think I have three levels up right now, um, and I, there are a bunch of like, they're like boss, boss rush levels, they're super short, it's yeah. really uh, a puzzle and a boss fight in one. And when you beat the boss, uh, you win. And you, their flag's right there. It doesn't really waste any time. There's no, like, surprise gimmicky style deaths. But it Got is it. Uh, challenging. The pass rates, on average, are, like, 5% oh. um, on these levels. They're not meant to be, like, crushingly, soul-crushingly, you know, less than 1% difficult. Uh, but they aren't meant to be a cakewalk. So they are... You know, the first iteration I called Mario Souls because I was a big fan of Souls during Obviously. during those times. I think it was like in between Dark Souls 2 and 3 at the time when I was making those things. So I was like very, very deep into the Soulsy y stuff. Uh, and I call them. And then I also lay, give it like a sub, a sub name based on the boss fight. So the first one's Infernoerdal, and the next one is uh, Mush Mush Army. <laughs> Weird stuff. Uh,
0: you know, it's par, par for the course, I guess.
1: Yeah. And yeah. if anyone wants to play, I don't know if I can inject this over here. Yeah, do app. it. All right, cool. Do so, it, do it. If anyone wants to play any of these levels, the first level, uh the code for that, the course code, is nc 26 6HB6GG. GG. GG. And you'll also be able to find my creator... Uh, ID or whatever from there and you'll be able to find the rest of the levels and I'll be uploading those as I port them over uh, and the last of those levels uh, I think is a masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> and when that one comes out that one's the hardest one as well and okay. it's, it's great I called it the wall and uh, it's pretty cool. I like now
0: that. is there really a process of porting over or are you just kind of recreating it all over again?
1: uh yeah so porting in this sense is recreating because you can't you can't just like drag and drop there's no drag and drop between uh between the two different Mario so you do have to rebuild it all and with the first iteration I didn't decorate as much as I should have I injected a bunch of comments because there were issues in the first Mario maker where you couldn't directly associate because I wanted to make a series of levels yeah. uh, but that that functionality didn't exist in the first iteration of Mario Maker. Uh, whereas in this iteration, it's it's easier to find a series of courses made by the same creator um, because there's a course creator profile. So it's very easy for people. If they like right. the first level, they can go into the second level. Uh, so it's easier to find stuff. So there's like a lot of cleanup. There's also uh, just the design of some of the uh, arenas, boss arenas or whatever. There are slopes. What's that?
0: There are slopes now.
1: Uh, There are slopes now. I didn't use any of the slopes uh, because (laughs) those levels that I made on the first go were play tested a lot. And the way that they play was, it's all, you know, pixel, uh, it's a grid in, in this game. So it's all grid perfect as as grid perfect as it could get so i didn't want to tamper with a lot of the uh testing play testing that went into those levels i replayed them made sure that they ran well on this version right um, and made sure that they had the same good feel to it so yeah they weren't they weren't like porting is not like as straightforward as just rebuild it pass it and then you're good i reassessed and made some changes here and there
0: I mean it would have been nice if you if you could simply just, you know, enter your code in from the previous version and then somewhat have it all you know, kind of laid out for you already. But
1: that would have been excellent, but no, everything had to get reconstructed. Uh the older ones I had were I wrote my name on them, like in coins. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote my cause there was no way to like associate like, oh, this came from this creator or that creator. Right. So I had to like write my signature in every single course and it made it look ugly. So yeah. I cleaned. I got rid of all that stuff. Nice. I made it more straightforward,
0: more professional,
1: uh, a little bit more professional. It's not now- It's not like the the bee's knees or anything.
0: Now, do you use link at all in any of them or just straight up Mario?
1: Uh, so the idea I have is I have world one and then level one world right. one level two and uh, the original design was to go through each world would be its own style of Mario game. So it opens up with what I believe is the easiest style, which is Mario uh, new the new Mario style. Okay. And then I'll I'll then open the next world. Will I don't know where I'm going to go with the next world, but the next world might be uh, 3D world as a style and then eight levels there. And then the world oh, after you. that will be another eight levels of super Mario. Super Mario will probably be the last. Cause I think I can get very, I can make some rather difficult boss fights with that. Oh, wow. So but yeah, I did, I did play around with the, the link stuff. Uh, you can only do that in the, uh, original Mario brothers, uh, style. So, but it's, it's cool. Did you play around with link?
0: No, no, I, I, i am i have played very little of that game my son actually plays a lot more than than i do um so he's he's the one who more more plays it but he's more into the kind of uh the auto is it auto mario or whatever it's called a whole
1: genre a whole tag so you can go into the search and yeah there's i think it's auto complete or auto play levels yeah
0: and he just loves those things and he just he just yeah. he just busts out laughing the entire time cuz he just like some of them are just kind of ridiculous and he loves that so yeah. uh that's kind of where he he's at he does make his own levels and they're very you know they're very primitive <laughs> but uh he he's trying he's trying
1: i, d- I didn't finish my um my first world, I was in the middle of building my last boss fight for the new Mario World on the Wii, ver- the Wii U version, and I never finished it because it it just didn't feel right. It was basically like a basketball boss fight. <laughs> it was weird, <laughs> but I never got to finish it. But now with the new functionality in this one, and I might with the addition of the slopes, it might be easier to get that basketball boss fight. Okay. Going on. Uh, It's weird. If you see it, uh, you'll it'll make way more sense when you actually play it. But uh, until then, uh, maybe I'll actually get around to finishing that level and then start going into the other levels. But for now, I'm porting.
0: (laughs) Porting, porting my levels
1: over (laughs) and updating them. So it's they. This is the definitive edition
0: oh watch your mouth we can't even <laughs> say that around here um so yeah i mean what i've been playing thank, thanks for asking I always um ask. uh is uh divinity original sin 2 it's a new new game that came yep. out a few years ago just been last playing... night you
1: were playing that
0: i, I yeah you were <laughs> watching <laughs> i was i was playing that i am just trying to finish it basically uh for the youtube channel um i'm about halfway through the last act so almost there um, I think I have maybe around ugh, sixty hours at least in that game this this time around. Um,
1: and how are you past the halfway point? I mean, it shouldn't. I'm I in the last hours. That should be. You're at the. Last. I'm in the
0: last. Uh, last act.
1: Okay. Yeah. How many acts are there? Four. Okay.
0: Four acts, if you count Newby Island. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm in the fourth act. I'm on arcs. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the last, the last area. So almost done. And then I can move on to bigger and better things or different things. Is Uh, this
1: playthrough? Like, are you doing things very differently on this playthrough?
0: I have done something different in every single playthrough. Um, (laughs) So it feels like it, honestly, it feels like a different game. All my builds are different. Characters I use are different. I, I don't use a party of four. I've never used a party of four. I always go with Party 2, so it kind of limits yep. um, It limits that as well. Uh, so, again, I've, I've, every playthrough feels different. Even um, with
1: Party of Two all the time.
0: All the time. Uh, yeah, feels feels different. Whether I'm using, if I could have a range character, and that range character can either be a ranger or it can be a spellcaster, um, or it can actually be some sort of in-between melee, kind of a battle mage. Uh, type of character um, you can have your up and close and personal uh, type of melee characters as well as spell casters so it's really run in so many different different ways you know um, so yeah it feels like a different playthrough every, every time uh, to me anyway
1: and you've potentially been playing other games
0: I have been playing Dark Shiders Genesis I kind of want to uh, also complete that I'm maybe halfway through that one i'm not entirely sure how how long that game is um i'm hoping i'm halfway through there because i want to clear out my slate and start playing other things uh through completion because i'm really bad at that because i always get the next best thing and then i move on and i never finish the games i get
1: so yeah
0: i'm really hoping to finish at least those two games
1: it's not your fault i mean some you know there is a bad thing with rpgs uh and that is the their length like some their rpgs length, yeah. are just way too long for their own good mm-hmm. way too long
0: yeah and I, and I agree to that as long as the story keeps you compelled i i think it's it's fine um i i think with divinity it kind of does a decent job decent job at that uh dark genesis so far it's been doing a decent job of that as well as long as it keeps my attention the entire process yeah, yeah um i i don't expect the game to be adding new mechanics or anything like that every single part of the game you know obviously with the length of these games you're gonna be doing really kind of monotonous things for a while especially in the mid to later half of these games but um, then,
1: well some some rpgs will keep those monotonous things They're, they are repetitive but the amount of time you spend in doing these repetitive uh, tasks are minimal, right? They shorten the amount of time that's going there, so it doesn't really become a bother. And they some games do that, and they also make it optional. You
0: know, right. That's yeah. the big thing. If so, yeah, if you can find a good game that kind of blends all that stuff together, I think you got a really, you know, out of the park, uh, home run. But yeah, if these guys could keep their games to maybe thirty hours, even then is kind of i think that can be kind of long as well that
1: is long um, yeah there, yeah there there have been you know th- this could be like a future talk point or something like that there are, mm-hmm. i know i've played and beat some rpgs that are actually really really short and excellent
0: like short like like 20 hours short or yeah less like than sub
1: that. i would say to categorize because i mean yeah it's hard to even think of sub 20 hour rpgs so i think if it's under 20 hours that's pretty much a short rpg even though that's not a short game that's definitely a short rpg
0: yeah in terms of uh rpgs that's yeah 20 hours is is pretty pretty short
1: i mean Um, i mean i can think of a few right now actually uh the diablo series just about all all the games in the diablo series when you think about it I know you don't play for no, for less you than definitely, 20 hours.
0: <laughs> no, you definitely don't. Play, I mean, I know for a fact you definitely don't yeah. play that for a third That's not a 30-hour game. But
1: you do beat those games. The first time you go through and beat them, it is less than – it's pretty much less than 10 hours you're going to beat right. those games.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, even in Diablo, though, I find the story in those kind of not compelling at all. Whoa, whoa, not, whoa, whoa. Not – they're very – uh Diablo
1: 2's story – well diablo
0: 2 okay i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm talking diablo 3 when i say Uh when i say that yeah Uh, diablo's 3 story is is not so good
1: no it's terrible (laughs) (laughs) it's just an example of how to miss the mark completely
0: yeah yeah i mean i i think gameplay wise it's not bad it's just this the narrative is just totally absent i think it's forgettable.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it. That's the thing. Forgettable and lacked uh, direction and and lacked sight of its heritage. What it yeah. what it was supposed to represent.
0: Right, and hopefully they can fix that with their uh, their next the next one.
1: Oh, they might fix it tonally, but they might also uh, sacrifice story because of it because they're going yeah. open world.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Who knows then? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've also been playing Rack and Ruin. If you follow the YouTube channel, uh, you'll notice that I've been playing that. How um, is that? It's okay. That was less... like
1: pseudo-Zelda meets Bullet Hell, right?
0: Yeah. Um, so far, what I've played is feels more... I'm sorry, less than Zelda. Um, I find that like you'll be doing a dungeon, right? And um, they'll give you keys. And these keys, you know, in Zelda, those keys will open up, uh, will open you into the dungeon. It'll bring you further into the dungeon, you know, exploring different areas. Whereas in here, it just opens up treasure. Uh, and that treasure is, uh, so far, has been rather useless.
1: So it's um, more Binding of Isaac.
0: I've never played Binding of Isaac, oh. so I can't really speak on that.
1: Is is this a roguelike game like Binding of Isaac?
0: It is not roguelike at all. All right, no. So
1: you are making progress. There's no loss of progress when you
0: die no nothing nothing like that um no randomly just...
1: generated dungeons
0: <clears throat> no okay Nope. um yeah it's just the the dungeon crawling is is really um, boring um there are puzzles in there that have no explanation as to what you need to do um i mean i don't want to i don't want someone to hold my hand but i you know they go in there and i'm like i have no idea what i need to do to progress this dungeon i was in a dungeon and this game is only i think a 10 hour game and i was stuck in a dungeon for almost an hour wow. <laughs> of that yeah so um it's got some problems it's got some issues yeah. but i'm 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 gonna try to play that one through completion we'll see see how it goes but i mean i'm gonna 10 try, hours. Like, that's I, a big ask <laughs> i want to try like heck to to do that <clears throat> um so that's kind of what i've been playing i actually just picked up and it's going to kind of go into what we're talking about in the news uh rundown here is the trials of mana demo i don't know if you've downloaded it
1: oh it's it's going to be downloading very sure as soon as we stop talking i'll okay. be downloading that no all right
0: all right yeah no i um you know i i was now i can actually talk about it i was able to play it a couple of weeks ago at pax yep And, um, I played through it as Duran and this time I just definitely, I definitely want to play so as someone different. So I've chosen a different, I I think her name is Angela. She's kind of the magic, uh, wielder. So I'm interested to see what her story is and, um, what some of these magic skills are going to be. And, um, yeah, am I, I am in love with this game. Um, I fell in love with it again, not again, I fell in love with it with the collection of mana and I think this kind of re- redefining of Trials of Mana, I think I'm going to absolutely love as well.
1: So, does the demo, <clears throat> this is the million dollar question for me, does the demo have multiplayer?
0: The game will not have multiplayer at all. What? I actually confirmed that with um with the uh the square I my the PR rep I oh. asked them I just wanna could I just want confirmation oh. does this game have multiplayer at all you're killing me and they said it does not
1: oh no.
0: so it I mean, is that something that they can add on i I don't think so I don't I don't think so oh, so
1: oh my goodness.
0: They this game will not support multiplayer or co-op, couch co-op, anything like that.
1: So. Fail, fail. The original I think, game had multiplayer. I think,
0: yeah, I, I think um I think it's kind of a miss. But that's a huge you know, miss.
1: Yeah. They're they remaking the game, so it's not like they had they had like a design constraint. They, are you, it. Sure? they are you sure?
0: Are you sure the original has uh, co-op in it though?
1: It was a sequel to Secret Man. Why would they remove co-op that was already there in the original engine?
0: I don't know. <laughs> does the original have co-op though?
1: I'm assuming it does. Yeah,
0: I ha- I you don't know, know. I
1: am going to wiki that right now.
0: If you could because the way I'm recording this uh display if I move
1: I'll have an up... answer in in less than
0: Okay, so I mean that 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 goes without saying. If the original didn't have it, then this remake isn't going to have it either.
1: Had multiplayer.
0: It did have multiplayer. Yep,
1: two players. Okay all right well
0: well sorry johnny i i i i thought it was gonna have it but it doesn't um this demo will save your progress and you can carry it over to the full game when when you buy it at 49.99 in u.s dollars
1: well that's that's actually a good price
0: no, it's a really good price but I was doesn't expecting sound like
1: full 60
0: yeah doesn't sound like you're gonna get you're gonna get it anyway
1: uh, I'm probably still gonna get it though
0: yeah it, I mean I like it um, I did hear a couple of complaints about um, kind of the attack animation not animations kind of the I guess there's maybe a little bit of a button lag to the attack um, I don't feel it maybe I'm not in tune to it
1: it looks like sure. it. it looks like the the um, attack animations uh, have a uh in the souls games right they call it like a weight a weightiness to the attacks uh this one it doesn't look like weightiness but there is clearly a delay so it it, the end result is the same type of combat where it's where you are more committed to the attack itself right and that is
0: canceling out of it or whatever
1: yeah and and that is a uh that is a very deliberate thing that they wanted or at least that's what it looks like because that is something that uh, JRPGs like Monster Hunter, like the Souls series, uh, etc., they will intentionally do these uh, less button-mashy friendly types of combat animations in favor of being committed to certain attacks. And to me that makes sense because the Secret of Mana series wasn't fast-paced combat. It was you hit that you hit that attack button you're locked in on that animation.
0: Right. The attack now, attack. Does,
1: yeah. does
0: Dragon Quest eleven act the same way or is it kind of button mashy as well?
1: Eleven? Eleven stuff is. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. So oh that's right. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. 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 Uh so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what it is. You're just not expecting that from this sort of game. Maybe there is kind of that weightiness, that kind of you know, committal process? Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, if you're comparing it, it depends also on what you're comparing it to. If you compare it to the original, uh, the Super Nintendo version, the attack animations are look like they have the same timing to them. Uh, okay. If you compare it to something more modern like Breath of the Wild, yeah, Breath of the Wild looks way faster in combat yeah. and tighter. But this is not Breath of the Wild. This is uh, they're they're remaking an older game, and obviously it's a brand new engine they could do a whole lot of tweaking uh why they chose to honor the animation attack animation system and combat feel and skip the multiplayers beyond me
0: oh your multiplayer
1: <laughs> this is the switch it has two controllers built into the box this, i don't know it seemed like a, a shoe-in
0: right maybe it's just too much work to design it that way. It, I have no idea. It, I have it no probably
1: enough. was. No, no. My guess is because of how they wanted to present the game with the close-in, third-person camera instead of a more isometric backed-out view like the Super Nintendo versions, mm-hmm. uh, They, because of that, because the camera was going to be latched onto the main character, uh, they couldn't figure out, for whatever silly excuse reason that they want to come up with, uh, they couldn't get it to work in a co-op multiplayer environment right. when all they need to do was just add two different camera modes. Well, maybe
0: they <laughs> didn't want to do the split screen thing. They, 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 kind they don't of need to do
1: split screen. So they would have, if only one player is playing the game, you move the camera in like how they have it right now. And the okay. moment there's a second player, you take that camera and you pull it back and you give it yeah. that that you know, top down isometric style view so that you can right. get a full view of the Battlefield. And you do have to tweak a couple of other things, but at least you have multiplayer in a game that originally had multiplayer.
0: Right, but you that would take away from all like the intricate designs that they have. Like You wouldn't be able to see everything they've done it into this game. I, I don't know. I don't think they... It was obviously a design choice.
1: Uh, it was. And yeah. there's other ways to do it. Like, they could have... Instead of doing local multiplayer, they could have made it just online. And now... You still get to keep that yeah. camera on both characters
0: right and now you're introducing um online aspect to the game where I don't think they're gonna want to do that either
1: why wouldn't they they remade a, I they, would they remade the game entirely from scratch they they mm-hmm. preserved only the design elements from the Super Nintendo there's nothing else that they could salvage
0: mm-hmm. maybe i would I would have loved I would have loved to there actually there is the old audio as well yeah um but i would have loved a online co-op that would have been awesome
1: it they should have done it and i mean look animal crossing has l- both local and online multiplayer for four people or i i think it can go up to eight right something crazy like that four or eight i,
0: I have no idea and Animal this game Crossing
1: doesn't have it and they solved it right they even had the camera focused on the main player on animal crossing multiplayer and if the other players go out of off screen, they just teleport back. Like, do that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think they could have uh, definitely have done something like that. It's a missed but. opportunity
1: because there isn't for the Switch for a system that is so multiplayer friendly out of the box. It's a missed opportunity because there still aren't enough good co-op multiplayer, local multiplayer games. There's mm-hmm. only still a small handful,
0: right? That's too and and with a company like Nintendo, who is all about you know playing yeah. together and all that, you know, you would have expected it, you know. Yep. But it's a missed opportunity, unfortunately. Um. All right, so moving on, we have a uh, another Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition release date leak. Maybe Amazon Mexico, um, says that the game may be releasing on may 29th
1: yep and this this falls in line with a, a bunch of other leaked allegedly leaked dates
0: yeah and and all the leaks have been through you know retail um online retail places so
1: and this one's from so, amazon yeah. so pretty credible the other ones there was some that were in like european uh yeah. retailers and whatnot <clears throat> and this is a listing so this is not necessarily a leak this is still there it is still a listing
0: Right, I mean, and they can put whatever date they want, and usually they put a placeholder date of you know end of the year twenty twenty or whatever. Uh, but this one actually has the actual date. Um, and where did I find that? Uh, I cannot click on it. What website? I just want to give them proper credit here.
1: Uh, let's see. Clicky click. Sound effects weasels uh it's directly (laughs) from it's directly from amazon
0: okay well i got Uh, it from my uh my nintendo news go nintendo go nintendo Go all right well there you go there you have it it's from uh it's also i follow this gentleman on twitter nintendo uh nintendo mouse or mao 5 i'm not sure how to say it but anyway uh so yeah may 29th not bad. Okay, um, and then we kind of talked a little bit about this uh, off-screen uh, Dragon Quest 10 all-in-one package version one through versions one through five launching May 14th in Japan. So this is the MMORPG for Dragon Quest that is only in the West. I'm sorry, only in Japan, and I would love a kind of an MMO type experience like this here in the states
1: yeah well all right we got it i
0: it's called monster hunter okay we don't not on the switch
1: it is on the switch there is a monster hunter game on switch
0: okay that monster hunter game is a a very inferior product when looking at monster hunter world it's not even in the same realm or even the same ballpark it
1: has more content though but yeah you're right it's not as good as uh as the not the world.
0: A, right. Not even close. So if they could bring, I, I mean, I want. I just want a proper MMORPG RPG experience on the Switch. I, I've kind of, oh, I've been clamoring for this for for a while. Uh,
1: what do you mean, by proper?
0: Proper. Okay, so I'm talking uh, Guild Wars uh, Two. Uh, I mean, I, I don't expect uh, WoW to be on here, but something uh, kind of a a, a legitimate MMORPG.
1: RPG. All right. Warframe?
0: Um, that is not a proper MMO RPG. I
1: I don't know. It's pretty close.
0: No, I mean I've I've played that. I've played Dauntless. I've played um, a lot of them. Uh, I mean, it just they they don't feel like a the R- MMOs that I've played a- at all. Um, so I mean, I would even accept. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, I I would accept that. Um,
1: Well, how how proper is this Dragon Quest Ten? So I don't I don't recall too much of it.
0: You don't recall it? Well, well, do a little research. I'm already.
1: I started to dig. (laughs)
0: Um, But you know, it's it's a fairly proper MMORPG. It's just not in our native language. Whoa! Excuse
1: you. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. I'm looking at it now. Uh, ooh, yeah, it's very MMO.
0: So, if we could get something?
1: Yeah, that's definitely like traditional.
0: I, I would I would appreciate it. But,
1: but the UI is not that good. It's
0: really No, weird. it would have to be it would have to be a little bit of some redesigning there. A, a lot of MMOs' UIs are
1: Well, th- this are, is yeah, this is clearly like a console-friendly. You
0: know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mostly MMOs. If they're coming to a console, they need to be re- redesigned. Yeah. Um, but I think I yeah. think Elder Scrolls Online would be a perfect fit for the Switch. If you have Skyrim's engine running um, on but the El- Switch,
1: Elder Scrolls Online is not. That's a more recent and I think different engine than than the than Skyrim.
0: Um, I'd have I'd have to look, um, but it 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 might be relatively close. I mean, even if you were to use something like Elder Scrolls Engine, I think it could be done. It might even be what Doom uses. I'm I'm not sure. I'd have I'd have to look that up.
1: Oh, you can fly in this game.
0: Oh, you you're into it, huh? <laughs>
1: Oh, but look, I'm, I'm just impressed that it has open world flight. Like they are freely flying through the open world environment. That mm-hmm. is impressive because not even WoW. Actually, I take that back. No WoW. WoW eventually that. allowed you yeah. to do that. Yeah. I remember now. That was actually in the very first expansion they allowed you to do that.
0: <laughs> a long time ago. It was a long. Um, it's been a
1: while. I don't, I don't know. Like MMOs in general, I'm pretty much done with like tradi- right. traditional MMOs. It's just I don't have the time for these types of ongoing services that repeat the same type of end game over and over again for each expansion. It, right. It became... And the stories became very throwaway. So, it, yes, they expanded on them, but ultimately they, they are throwaway, and it's just paying that monthly fee for... Which is understandable, but... What you get out of it, and you can get a lot out of it. It just a lot of the things that are in there in the mechanics, the the grind fest of like the crafting yeah. systems, of uh, harvesting and working the uh, the markets, the the auction houses and whatnot. Like there's, they are grind fests. Not right. only. If, and the major grind fests are the end game loot stuff and that's the whole reason why you play right you play long enough to get into a guild that then gets you along with other people and you become friends with people it becomes a hangout thing and that's all great but then everyone's still there ultimately to get good loot and then yeah. now you have to like talk there's Politics get involved, <laughs> it'll just happen to me so many times. <laughs> and you have to like convince people to run a raid with you or to run a, an additional raid outside of the normal raiding hours, and they get mad at you because you start to do, take people from away from their main raid, <laughs> but then you start doing better on, oh, on a no. dungeon that they didn't even want to do, and then you start oh, dropping man. bosses, and all of a sudden they're like hey, can, can we get in? Uh, there, there's a piece of loot here in the, in this raid that we decided that we didn't want to do, but we actually need. And you're like, you weren't here for like the first 20 times we tried this, and then we got good, and now we, you want to join in when we got good. I see how it is.
0: Oh, it sounds like you've been through this process a few times. Yeah, a few times. All right. <laughs> well, uh, Dragon Quest 10. Said- I would like it here. Anyway, um, so now we're getting into the deep and spicy news. Yep. Uh, we're we're going to save the Indie World Direct for last, but let's move on to Octopath Traveler has now sold um, a lot of copies. Yeah. And it's, and it's now on sale.
1: Yeah. So it was sold, I guess, over 2 million copies, which is crazy. I never would have pegged that game for selling that much.
0: Yeah, me too. That... Especially after playing it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> The game is not bad. The game is mm. I think the game is really good. I think yeah. it's really good. It's just it's different from regular traditional RPGs, even though it looks like a traditional RPG.
0: Right. Um, uh, don't, again, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love... I'm in love with that art style. Yeah. No doubt about it. The music is freaking Excellent. phenomenal. Yeah. The combat system is um, really good. The combat system, uh, the, the brake system, uh, I don't know. I kind of... I don't know about that one. Uh, I think it's but good. The, but the eight different stories not intertwining there's no party interaction so you don't really you don't really care for the other party members really but that um, but that's by design is it though it is but why why have them join your party then how how do you have eight different strangers being together fighting alongside each other and never talk to each other you don't
1: have to recruit all eight
0: Okay, how do you get any other party members into fighting monsters and never talk to them? No. Do you Hey, hey, you, there's this giant monster, yeah. Johnny. Do you want to go fight it? Yeah. Uh, and you agree, and you agree to it, okay? Story says you agree to it, right? <laughs> and then we never talk to each other on the way there.
1: How many RPGs outside of this game had silent protagonists?
0: Not, i'm not I'm not just talking Come silent on. protagonists. I'm talking silent party members. you might as All well right. have once again they, no one
1: they are they they're flipping the table on on the tried and true norms of party interaction I hate it <laughs> but anyway <laughs> uh it is now half off on the switch so eat it up it's good eat
0: stuff. it up and I actually paid I paid for like the the collector's edition for it too. Hey. So I was I was all in on it.
1: Yeah, that's that's gonna be probably I mean you opened it so you, it's worthless now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if you held on to that, it's probably worth a, a decent number or
0: something. Um, it's not the point. Not the point at all. I was in on that game until It's still good
1: point. though. It's still a okay. good game.
0: Sure. I I'll have to go with you on that one. I don't know. I don't know about it.
1: It's long. It's very
0: long, it is very long, yeah. yeah especially if you're playing Eight Strangers, I'll, that's what I'm gonna call it from now on. Just Eight Strangers, yeah. You, you play that Eight Strangers RPG with the cool,
1: yeah.
0: cool environment and music.
1: It's an experimental RPG, right? Yep. Clearly, because they basically removed the project part of the title, yeah, and called it that. So they weren't really sh- certain of this game and its design. They also did that questionnaire. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what that ge- went alongside the demo, so they're, they're like very uncertain about this game, and they release it. So the only fault that they actually did in the game design, I think, is with the length of the game. I think that's the yep. only th- the only place where they went wrong because they were very experimental with the storytelling and the writing and and uh, and the lack of party interaction and how they made it singular focused stories. Uh, so they're very exper- experimental with that, and I think that's great, but they made the game a little bit too long and too grindy.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree, but it's half off. Um, and, and, and again, don't get me wrong. It's it's probably just a me thing because obviously it sold 2 million copies. So it is probably just a me thing, uh, but it's doing really well out there. Okay, moving on. Uh, right. Nintendo New York is closing for the foreseeable future effective immediately due to the coronavirus. Yep. This this um this virus thing is going to be impacting us for quite a while. Um I, I would say for the next maybe even 2 months.
1: Uh, um, I would predict longer. Okay. Uh, as a side note, uh there was like a News tidbit that a Nintendo of America employee it has come down with the coronavirus as well. Yeah,
0: so I mean, it's just it's just everywhere. It's just everywhere. It's delaying things. It's becoming a problem. It, it um, makes sense
1: to shut down the the New York store, though, right? New York is getting mm-hmm. hit pretty hard, and that store, when I was there, it's packed. Yeah, they would they they would definitely bypass that. Well, we're down to like a ten person quota right now, right? of gatherings, yeah yeah I, I know in massachusetts where we are uh it's 25 but uh mr trumpy has announced on tv just a few days ago that it that it's recommended to be 10 or less for gatherings
0: right. and obviously I, I i totally understand you want to stop the spreading of this so that hospitals are you know can keep up with the demand of people yeah. as well as testing and vaccinations when that becomes available they want that to be able they want to be able to keep up with it
1: um, right but, but you know being a bit more realistic we're not going to have a vaccination until next year right and that is
0: most like even if they fast track it th- mm-hmm. that
1: is the fast track like that, yeah. that that is realistically what they have said already and mm-hmm. That is the fast track uh, time sense is sometime next year. So don't expect vaccination whatsoever. And even when that does come, that, that rollout for that vaccination is going to take uh, a few years to fully get to every single person p- uh, possible. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. meantime, this is our life. This, my prediction is that this is going to be our life uh, up until the summer hits. And that's going to be the major decider is can this virus survive in the Northern Hemisphere when it's summertime?
0: It's in the Southern Hemisphere in the summertime. It's in Iran. All
1: right. So I don't know if you want me to go over this, but I did crunch numbers regarding North versus South Hemispheres and seasonals. Uh, So right now, Southern Hemisphere is getting out of the summer season and i crunched numbers and there's a there's a reason why this makes sense the sun let's
0: do we really want to get into this right now
1: that that that's what i'm wondering like i could go down but what i did the nutshell is i did the math and on average the countries that are south of the hemisphere they have a lower rate per capita so this is relative to the population of the country they have lower rates of disease uh, of this virus spreading versus those in the Northern hemisphere. Okay. So that's it in a nutshell. And I can deep dive into that further. If you want to tickle that fancy.
0: No, let's not <laughs> tickle that fancy. Let's stick. Let's try and get back on track yeah. here. So um, my, pred- just-
1: my prediction is this summer being positive. Oh, when we'll finally be able to like, go out and uh sort of cull or drastically slow down the spreading of the disease
0: yeah it's just it's just ruining everything right now yep as you can see we're in remote locations just us as as uh as two people um all right let's move on to some more non-rpg news uh animal crossing yeah (laughs) it's doing pretty damn good
1: non-rpg what no I don't know. I'm sorry. I should, I should probably what take w- a look at how Nintendo classifies that.
0: Go ahead. Life. It's like <laughs> simulation. It's a sim game. Um. So yeah, is is guys out there in in podcast land, If you're watching this, listening, is Animal Crossing an RPG? What do you guys think? What does Nintendo classify this as?
1: I don't know. I'm about to find out real quick, or not.
0: What is Tom? What does Tom Nook paid Nintendo?
1: Oh man, this is actually going to be a bit harder to find out.
0: It it really shouldn't be. It's just like Nintendo.com, and you can like search it. That's what I thought. Uh,
1: That's what I thought. <laughs> and it's and it's not that.
0: What does it bring up? Like like fifty five Animal Crossing games.
1: All right, we'll just have to speculate very heavily. All right, All right. Okay, here here, here,
0: we, here we go. You you do the review thing. I'll look it up on my All my, right. my, my So phone.
1: I think it's interesting. Uh, and that's regardless of whether or not it is an RPG. I think it's interesting that as it stands right now on opencritic.com, Animal Crossing is the highest reviewed aggregate score reviewed game this year, beating out Doom Eternal, Dreams, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Neo 2, beating them all out, and is and- averaging a whopping 92% on opencritic. And that is based on 45 different critic reviews. That is That's ins- awesome.
0: That is really, really uh, insane. Now, to me, um, personally, it's been kind of a weak year uh, so far. I mean, it's only been three months, right? Yeah. Three and a half months. Well,
1: I, uh, I, so think, I, have- I think this is kind of normal, mm-hmm. what we should normally expect for yearly releases for the first quarter. But right. last year... And probably the year before uh, was kind of like exceptional for early year releases, especially last year, because what Resident Evil two came out and Mm -hmm. some other big name games all came out uh, early in the year.
0: Right. Yeah. So um, they have been bigger games, but I think for this year, non non-existent Um, uh, just and FYI, Nintendo classifies Animal Crossing as a simulation game. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, as the, as the main thing. But, you know, simulation. <laughs> there's lots of simulation RPGs. Harvest Moon, man.
0: Right. That's a simulation RPG. What do you think Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing is simulation RPG? Is, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's really interesting that, that this game is, is kind of top of the the line right now in terms of uh now persona 5 royal is probably going to be up there um i think that's yet to be reviewed at this point in time it is
1: getting some reviews so right now it's on uh open critic on average it's 96
0: yeah um, so it's
1: really high
0: yeah it's probably gonna do better than animal crossing um but i mean it's just i'm gonna say it's basically the same game as previous but I, I have no idea.
1: Well they they heavily expanded it. It's sort of like uh think of it as like the definitive edition. It's okay. or or a game of the year edition. Think of it like that. It has extra content and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know why it needs extra content. The game is jam the original game is jam packed and huge. Uh mm-hmm. and there's issues with I mean, if you ask me, the Persona series is one of especially Persona Five is one of the ones that kind of suffers from being overly bloated, overly long and grindy uh, with quests that are kind of meaningless. Uh, they're they're kind of like throwaway uh, things. So I don't know. I, just based on what I played on the original Persona 5, I just think that this one is getting rated a little bit higher than what it rightfully deserves in comparison to other rpgs out there um okay i I just think that that the 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 people that this game attracts are a little bit more uh avid of a fan base and are Mm -hmm. a little bit more forgiving for it but uh you know i read i read reviews before i picked up persona 5 and saying that, oh, it's got a mature storyline, and this is some, uh, some hot topics it covers, and it's very sensitive, but it's trailblazing, this, that, and the other thing. And then I play it, and it's juvenile, and it's like not, <laughs> it's not, really, it's not really treading and treating the subject matter uh, in a very interesting int- uh, intellectual way right at all it's and it's not even it's not even edgy when it's doing it it thinks it's (laughs) edgy it's kind of like uh sonic (laughs) (laughs) if i had to describe it in terms of like things that thinks it's being edgy when it's actually not it's like sonic but for our
0: sonic (laughs) persona 5 the sonic of rpgs okay all right well hey um a lot of people seem to obviously enjoy it so
1: no it I, I i agree that this is definitely a game that you can outright enjoy and have a very good time with i totally agree with that
0: okay all right all right
1: i wanted to be one oh, of those people damn it
0: you wanted, wanted to, to but you just couldn't do it you just couldn't be happy um, so moving on to the kind of the news of the week, actually, Nintendo Indie World, yeah. um, dropped, and to Nintendo's chagrin, there were a ton of RPGs kind of noted there. Now, we did kind of talk about this the word RPGs kind of used heavily in some of these where maybe they shouldn't, I don't, I don't know, um, but. I don't have these in order at all except for the last one cuz the last one is kind of the one I'm interested in. Yep. Uh but Ghost of a Tail um Ghost of a Tale is uh an interesting kind of RPG.
1: I'm kind of going it... through the uh the video feed. Uh which one is Ghost of the Tail?
0: Ghost of a Tail is the, is the mouse RPG.
1: Oh, the mouse one. Okay, yep. Yeah, that the one. The mouse RPG graphically does look pretty good.
0: Yeah, and, and I want to say this one is already been has already been released. Maybe on on the PCs, a lot of these have. Uh, you'll kind of notice that that trend. And I thought, I thought this was one of them. I'm not entirely sure, uh, but it's an interesting little game. Uh, I I don't know completely how the it's an action RPG, so I don't know if there's any combat or anything like that. Um, I don't know if we'll be spreading the plague or anything like that. Um but yeah it's it's a really kind of cute game where you know the world around you is massive because you're a small mouse. Yeah.
1: Y- you know what I found interesting uh switching it to a different type of game was uh I don't know if you caught but like towards the like middleish end there were two games uh might have thrown you off one of them was called wingspan and the other one was was another one those are Board games that are being brought to the Switch as a digital adaptation of a weirdly popular board game. Or two different uh, board games. Yeah.
0: Well, I noticed one of them um, was, is it called Dicey Dungeon? Yep, that's another one.
1: Yeah. So Dicey Dungeon and Wingspan are both board games. Interesting. Yeah. And Wingspan is actually like a very popular board game
0: i think you're gonna see a lot more of that you're gonna see more of the interactive or digital kind of board game experience because like i told you the tabletop scene is kind of really kind of take taking over the kind of expanding a lot of people are getting into it
1: yeah uh it makes sense a lot of uh i think we did talk about this uh, how yeah how we a did. lot of tabletop games are putting in Video game staple mechanics into the board into the design of their board games. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm doing it with mine. Uh, So it's like video games were shaped by board games that came before it, which then those video games took off and are now shaping the board games of the last ten or so years. Right, and now those board games are are now wanting to transition. Into video game adaptations because Mm -hmm. that's what they were inspired by,
0: and and that's perfect because you're getting so many different. You're not just getting one small genre of board game. You're getting tons of genres, tons of all these different kinds.
1: Well, I I think the most exciting part is that how board games play offer a fundamentally different and unique gameplay experience that you just cannot get in video games. It's not that you can't get them, it's just that they're not common whatsoever. And when you port over these board games, now when you play board games and you play a lot of them, they'll start to become similar in game design mechanics. Uh, For example, there's words to describe certain board games like, oh, this is a a deck builder game. This is an engine building game. This is a, uh, a euro e- uh, economy based game. Uh, this is a war game. This is, uh, you know, this, that, or the other thing, right? They, they have like these mm-hmm. tried and true sort of staple names. This is a, a roll and write, right? That's another uh, one. So there are uh, genres uh, or subgenres within board games, but these are not common video game genres. So to have right. these being brought over to as video game adaptations is going to open up the uh, sort of the scope of of known genres, and it's going to lead to very interesting, very different gameplay experiences because there it just doesn't exist right now uh, to mm-hmm. the to the breadth that it does exist in board games.
0: Yeah, you are going to see a lot of uh, kind of uh, mashup games and and, th- and things of that nature. Um, I think I think that's what you start seeing yeah just the the blending of different genres whether it's deck like you have deck building and rpg kind of blending together you have all sorts of things kind of that you really wouldn't have thought of uh kind of all making their own thing
1: well a a big one that is probably going to be one of the hardest to bring over to uh video as a video game (laughs) adaptation is uh it's called uh social deduction it's a very big uh popular genre of board gaming, tabletop gaming, is social deduction games, and they can lead to some of the best and funnest experiences in uh, in tabletop gaming. But to mirror that in video games, uh, it's not as straightforward, because obviously it's a multiplayer, and board games in general, right. most of them are multiplayer-centric, uh, but that one in particular require the gameplay is the social interaction you have with one another. That is the gameplay.
0: Mm-hmm right yeah it'd have to be kind of like a in terms of switch it have to be like a tabletop experience or basically a dock mode where you're on everybody's in front of a screen kind of doing like i think jack-in-the-box is kind of of a similar type type of thing where it's just a bunch of mini games things of that nature um but yeah i mean things of like that have have been done before um elders eldest souls was another one that really kind of caught my eye
1: that's probably my pick for the um for the event
0: yeah yeah now why do you say that
1: well it's got that type of soulsy style now this is you know uh, uh a more pulled back view of the world isometric more so like diablo or actually um Children of Morta. Children of Morta. Yeah, yep. Straight out of Children of Morta, except uh, boss rushy style. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking earlier about this. this. This game reminds me of Titan Souls, except instead of it being a one-hit kill for your character, uh, it you have you have a health meter. You're you're going to be able to sort of take more hits. So it does have more RPG mechanics uh, to it and more nuance to the combat. Uh, and probably is less puzzle-based like Titan Souls was.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, that one definitely caught my eye. I think the the pixel art is really, really cool. I, I like the, the, the character designs, the environmental designs. I thought they all looked uh, cool. Um, everything, every boss seemed different as far as what they showed seemed different. Every environment or stage, I guess, looked different. Yeah. So uh, typically when I see a lot of that stuff, Everything kind of looks samey to me. Um, but it was all it was all kind of uh different. So that was it was really refreshing.
1: Yeah, and, and there's a lot of meters in play in that game. I'm I'm just looking <laughs> yeah. at the video and wow, there's there's so you have your health bar, and then you have like these three separate green bars, which I don't know what they're for, then there's another bar underneath that, and then to the left there's this <laughs> red bar with a sword icon on it, and then above that there is a circle that will flash. That's just for your character right there. There's like so many different (laughs) things that you have to micromanage. And then on the bottom of the screen is like, you know, boss health and stuff like that. Uh, And I I guess they showed on the gameplay video uh, the slaying of a boss. And you acquired a shard from that boss that I guess maybe gives you, it's either a level up uh, because there was a talent you got plus one talent point or something like that mm-hmm. and then also the shard gave what appears to be a new ability called shadow grass i'm guessing so maybe that's
0: like the boss one of the bosses move sets or something yeah so it... um, i know that some boss rush games will either give you a, a talent point or something or uh, the boss weapon uh, things of that nature uh so yeah. yeah
1: so that that's definitely my pick for for it, it, looks, it looks okay good.
0: Well, I'm saving mine for last, so oh, you go for it. You should you should have told me. You should have told me. Uh Summer in Mara. Now this is one of those games where it's kind of an RPG light. Um yeah. I, I would call it. Uh I would say it's more of an, an adventure game, um or a sim. One of those simulation type games. Um but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was all right. It looked okay. Um in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it it's got a lot of elements. Uh from a lot of different stuff, but it does have like a big open world, and it does have what looks to be a city or a town that you can explore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yep, it's got a pretty grand scope.
0: Right. Um, moving on, we had a uh, game called Blue Fire. Um, I think this looks like a Zelda-esque game, yeah. maybe. Um, a little bit of a different kind of art style. I'm not sure how you call this. I would even almost say chibi. I hate that word. Um, but that's what I'll say about this one. It's kind of got that art style, but it's um, at least the main character does. So this, But it, it's, it's yeah. a very dark environment. Yeah,
1: this, this Blue Fire game, I think, is based on this PC game. A very almost seemingly different PC game uh, that was out I don't know, like three years ago because I'm looking at the gameplay mechanics of this one uh, and the one on PC was like very limited. Not much was going on. But the way the character controls in this video and the way there's platforming elements along with the action that's going on with it, it seems like it's that same team taking that engine, obviously improved a whole lot, uh, and that game that was the only thing that interested me about that game that was on PC that I'm referring to three years ago is that it scored really well for review scores there was a mm. lot of users that gave it a high rating and I didn't know why because uh, it didn't look all that impressive now this game has everything that that game had looks wise and more it looks like this is a, a full an actual full game with a, right. with a big breathing world to it
0: Right, and it's got a lot of platforming elements, yeah. uh, thing, things of that nature.
1: If I, had, if I had to summarize that game, it's it looks like a uh, chibi <laughs> Dark Souls platformer.
0: There you go. Put it all together for us really nicely. Uh, next on our list, as again, these have been labeled RPGs by Nintendo, or oh, not by Nintendo. I'm, I'm guessing that the publisher has a lot to do with that tagging, uh, but The Good Life the good life in my opinion is more of a simulation game but basically you play as a
1: i wouldn't you you said it was simulation i would say it's like a um adventure story game story okay
0: okay you you call it whatever you want okay i'll call it whatever i want all right okay all right all right so we got a story story adventure game um I don't know. It just feels like you're doing. It's one of those sim games where you're just doing a bunch of chores and tasks. Yeah, that, that's what it feels like. Um, that's what uh, a lot of those Animal Crossings feel like—chores and tasks. Stardew Valley is another another one of those. There's combat. I have in Stardew Valley. I, I I understand. I understand. Um, the majority of that game is not combat focused. It's more focused on. That's
1: news to me. <laughs> Mine has like over a hundred floors to it.
0: Mine's okay. Big. All right. All right. So maybe, maybe you've, you had more patience than I did. I didn't go down but, to
1: that floor though. <laughs> no way. But
0: uh, the, the heart of it, it's more of a chore and task game. And I can't, I, I have enough chores and tasks in my real life. I can't, I can't get into games that make me do more of that. Yep. So um that's this that's what this seems like it, it seems like if you're familiar with you okay yeah i'm good you're good uh if you're familiar with my time at portia uh that's uh what this one seems like or looks like yeah uh which i did not enjoy that game either because it's another one of those chore and task games uh so yeah that is the good life now, did you play Dicey Dungeons, or are you just kind of familiar with the actual physical version of it?
1: Um, I don't think I actually got around to playing. I might have accidentally played that game uh, actually not too long ago. Uh, I just don't remember what it was called, the game that I played.
0: But okay. Dicey
1: Dungeons is a fairly popular tabletop game. So
0: okay, I- I'm just I'm just curious how the how they're iter- reiterating it, or I'm sorry. Uh, imagining it on the uh, nintendo switch Uh, i I just don't understand how this is an rpg is what i'm trying to say what
1: i saw on the gameplay video doesn't look like anything i've played tabletop wise
0: okay so dicey dungeon it's a kind of a cutesy type of looking Animated game uh, again. I'm not sure how this is an RPG. I don't. Uh, it's got it's got cards got with cards, stats. <laughs> cards and dice rolls. I again. I but I don't know how they like interact with anything. I have no idea. I don't know what's going on with this thing. Anyway, Dicey Dungeons. It's kind of got a Snipperclips vibe for me. I don't know why. Anyway, um, moving on baldo yeah this is the game i'm really interested in this is the one now this this is the one now this one was kind of not leaked but it was kind of introduced to us by ign a long long time ago and um everyone instantly got the nino cooney vibe that's basically i mean it looks like a studio ghibli uh video movie um
1: the art style
0: the art style Yeah. yeah of course i mean but it
1: actually looks like a zelda game
0: it plays it looks like it's gonna play like a zelda game where it's kind of got dungeon puzzle type of type of stuff um kind of very rpg light uh kind of stuff yeah uh nothing nothing too too crazy uh but i think the art style alone is kind of what's really drawing me in did you that
1: did you ever play hob
0: i heard of hob i've never played hob
1: this game just the gameplay mechanics of this one. And the camera perspective and the combat—it looks like Hob, just—I okay. mean, very, very different. But it looks like the same kind of game of how Hob plays. and I love Hob. Hob is awesome. It was there okay. was some, you know, technical issues with Hob, but Hob was actually like a really good game that uh unfortunately didn't sell well at all.
0: Hmm, that's too bad. Hob I'm Hob actually awesome. looking. Looking at Hob right now, and yeah, this looked like it would... It's, I think what happened is it's done by Runic Games, right? Now, did Runic Games go, go under?
1: Uh, yeah, so Hob didn't sell... I, I don't know if they fully went under, but they had problems because Hob didn't sell well.
0: Yeah, they kind it's of, all Hob's fault. Yeah,
1: they were kind of putting a lot of their eggs in, into the Hob basket, and they should have. That was a legitimately great game.
0: And it looked like it scored really well and just didn't sell well. That's too bad. Yeah. It looks really cool. Um but Baldo it just gives me that the the Nino Kuni vibes, the Studio Ghibli vibe. Uh looks like it'd be something I'd be into. Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah, but uh, if you look at some of the animations, they are well, especially the combat animations, it's very basic and Ugh, just just how at the very end of that trailer, how the character just flails the sword at that lizard at the very end, it just looks <laughs> like, oh, you got like pointless button mashy combat. There's probably not gonna be a skill involved. It's probably gonna be solid on like the puzzle solving and and adventuring of the game. But when it comes mm-hmm. down to like testing your skill,
0: yeah, it's probably going to be more uh puzzle um that more puzzle heavy than combat heavy.
1: Yeah, it 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 looks like a kid a kid friendly uh a pseudo RPG that would appeal more to kids. Right. So,
0: yeah. It, yeah. I I would I would uh have to say yes to that. Yep. And that's what we, that's all we have for news.
1: That was the roundup of Nintendo's direct stuff.
0: Yeah, direct stuff. Now, outside of RPGs, was there anything else that kind of caught your eyeballs?
1: Well, stuff happened. Some, Some fairly big stuff happened, but that's not in the Nintendo space. I don't know if you want to.
0: You're talking, I'm talking in the Nintendo, in this Nintendo Indie World Direct showcase.
1: So within was that there anything showcase, that... any other games? Uh, yeah. No, nah, not quite. No.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was It was an okay there, experience. There was there. a lot of repeats. Yeah.
1: A lot of games that were shown like a year ago or a year and a half mm-hmm. ago, uh, or maybe even longer, uh, they came back and you're like, oh, that's where that game's been. I did appreciate right. the, uh, what was the Happy Games or whatever? The people that made that big giant space game that.
0: That's- oh we uh yeah 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 hello hello, hello um hello games yeah so they yeah they're doing something a little different
1: yeah well, but they showed that early they showed that I think it was during game awards uh
0: Oh did they? I had no idea like a
1: while ago and that now they showed it again uh and it yeah it looked they showed more and it looks good mm-hmm. so it looks
0: good there were a lot of uh times where they said the words time nintendo exclusive so they are getting a little bit of ex- exclusivity console. which time console it was time yeah console no exclusive. time console right you're no that yeah but even then i think i think timed exclusives are a waste in my opinion I don't think so. no one's well i mean are you going to go out and buy a uh, switch for any of those games
1: uh, those or things, if you
0: have both systems, maybe you'll buy it for the Switch first. It so.
1: depends on the game. For example, if it were... And I am I think I did buy some Switch timed exclusives. Uh, was Wargroove a Switch timed exclusive? Because I know I got that the moment it released.
0: Right, but I don't think it was a timed exclusive, though.
1: Yeah, uh, that's... That one, that one... I know I have, I just it's hard to figure I mean, out which the, ones
0: just in general i think wargroove is kind of something that you kind of want to have handheld anyway yeah. so maybe that's why you made that particular purchase uh, but i don't think it was a timed exclusive It, I may actually, be wrong, it
1: but... might be that one might have been a timed switch switch exclusive cuz okay. we're talking console right so we're not comparing right, it against right, PC. Right. uh yeah. but also stardew valley might have been another one um, mm-hmm. i'm i'm certain there's others but yeah time uh, to me timed exclusives depending on the game, I would absolutely get them uh, You know, first on Switch if they are the right game. If it's a game I'm paying attention to, if it's like Chasm, back when Chasm was a game I was really excited for, uh, I picked that up day one because I was following it, I wanted to play it so, so bad, and it finally released, and I got it the moment the day of it released. And if it released day of on Switch, that would have been the console I would have gotten it for. No questions asked, but it didn't release on PC first.
0: So that's where you got it. Yeah, for me, for me, it doesn't affect me at all because I'm a particularly Nintendo Switch only. Um, I don't do a lot of PC gaming. I I have an Xbox One X. I don't do any gaming on that at all. Um, Not your fault. It's a a Netflix machine, basically. Um, You're right. It is not my fault. It's (laughs) Microsoft's fault. There's no games that I'm interested in even playing on it, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, timed exclusives doesn't really, doesn't really affect me. Um, so yeah, we do have a listener question, uh, quirky Kirk from Twitter. He, um, and, and again, if anyone else has a questions, feel free to email us at podcast at switchrpg.com, or you can go into the discord and put a question in the podcast channel or whatever you, you guys figure it out. Um, if life played like an RPG, what would be your highest stat? Now this is—I already know what you're gonna do, but.
1: Oh, what? What is your highest stat?
0: Now, <clears throat> now are we going? Now, now we got to figure out the stats. All right, yeah,
1: I agree. We should determine what. Can we just name <laughs> our own stat, or are we going by like a D and D stat, Pathfinder, uh,
0: um, something else? I, you want to name your own stat? You want to get that deep into it? All right, all right. Well, well name our so own.
1: I did develop my own stat system for a uh, video game that my company has yet to finish, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I can pull up those stats because uh, they oh are—they are a little weird.
0: <laughs> of, I'm okay. <laughs>
1: but uh, you'd have to just give me a few seconds for me to pull up I the I can give you a map. second.
0: I mean, what are, what are the normal Pathfinder stats? You have uh, Strength, you have Wisdom, Constitution, you have inte- constitution Dexterity, yep, charisma, yep, yep. Intelligence. Okay. All right.
1: That's, those those are the traditional six stats. There's the special stats from Fallout. Uh, I don't even, luck. What's that?
0: Luck. We can do Luck. L-U-C-K. I
1: hate that stat. That's a word. That's not a stat. <laughs>
0: that's a dump stat no well,
1: well luck is just a me- it's part of the mecha- first off it's the part of the mechanics of dungeons and dragons and all dice d20 dice rollers or any dice rollers right. to begin with so you don't even need to have a luck stat it's already there
0: well unless it does something beneficial i mean well it, it's it's just
1: it, it's pointless in any rpg that has rng Right, because it's already the whole point of increasing your strength, or increasing your dexterity, or agility, or whatever it is, is to improve your odds, your chances, aka improve your luck. Right. So it's kind of it's right. kind of like luck is in every stat if you're talking about D and D or Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't to me. Luck is not well, stat.
0: Well, you're not gonna. I I don't think I've ever seen it in in D and D or Pathfinder um I don't think you'd ever find it in, in that but I've seen it in, in many many other games um before so yeah, you do have uh the special kind of kind of skills in, in fallout like you had mentioned um did Skyrim have its own type of thing i think it might have um but, but where where are these skills that you keep talking about here what's uh, what's going on here?
1: them up the hair kind of buried uh because it's been a while since i've fished for these things but...
0: so you so you kind of have to look for it uh, i mean all right let's let's do two separate things we'll we'll do your method we'll do your your game i'm, I'm okay with that but let's go with the traditional ones like the okay. you know oh, yeah. the dnd the D ones D&D. Uh, what, okay yeah what, what's your i'm okay i'll, I'll just we have to go name through. our
1: highest and our lowest because i think lowest <laughs> is also uh, very revealing and telling
0: Oh no! Now, oh, we have to do this on our ourselves, huh? I
1: know who my lowest is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's your lowest
1: strength? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd have to consider myself not. I'm not like super strong like Ben from uh, Switch RPG. He's like lifting up like thousands of pounds. I can't do that. Um, but it's definitely not my weakest. I would have to say constitution, because uh, I am immunocompromised myself. Yep. Uh, so. I, I think like if I was to get knocked out, I would be dead fast. In D and D's world or Pathfinder's world. But you
1: look so dwarfy.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's all facade. It's all a facade. Um uh, my lowest would have to be constitution. It would have to be. My highest oh man. I don't know. Definitely not strength. Um Huh. Oh man. What's your highest? Do you have something?
1: Uh it's a toss up between uh intelligence and wisdom. I if I had to lean one way or another, I'd probably pick wisdom.
0: Now, what's the delineation between those just for people uh so out there who, who may not know the difference cuz they they ultimately sound very, very similar. Um, when you kind of think about it, but they mean two different
1: things. Yeah, so wisdom is, is your ability to... Wisdom follows more in line with being um, empathetic and mm-hmm. being able to sense and better handle social interactions in a very uh, uh, better, uh, in, in a well way. Now, that kind of also falls in line with charisma as well. So it's it's kind of like being intelligent on both a on both the the traditional intelligence side of things but also on the social interaction side of things uh you know a better way to describe it is i would say kind of acting in a way as if you had foresight into what the what the future would hold
0: all right, and intelligence would just be the abundance of knowledge.
1: Yeah, the the your your capability to understand the systems at play, understanding the sort of physics of how the world and how things within the world operate, the 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 mechanisms that they operate, uh the rules that govern these things as well as being able to memorize things like How many spells can you memorize how many uh formulas uh can you understand can you read all these different languages right which is all kind of Mm -hmm. uh variations of understand of memory
0: right right like i said the abundance of information that you can retain um i think my highest stat would probably be charisma um I am a very charismatic person. Um, I'm typically an, an outgoing type of person. I don't have problems speaking in front of people. Um, I, I was also, um, not that this is a, a thing, but I was also the front man in a band. Um, I mean, I do know a lot of front men and bands who are very introverted. Um, so that not, again... Not to say that that's what it is, but again, I have no problems there. Um, I was always kind of the class clown. Um, I've always had no issues with with that whatsoever. So, I would have to say, charisma. Oh. I, I am. I, the, I am the. I am the bard of of uh, Pathfinder and D anD. D. That's that's me. That is me.
1: Well, clearly you're not a dexterous individual.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> nope, not at all, not at all. So maybe I'm not the bard. I can,
1: I can definitely see the uh, the charisma being a, a defining uh, stat for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I, I can also see uh, both wisdom and intelligence being defining stats for you as well. So.
0: Oh wow! Oh, wow. Th- well, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, you're welcome. I'll have to. I'll have to tell my wife. Maybe,
1: maybe, maybe you're you're slightly monkey.
0: Oh, well, I'm apish. No,
1: no, <laughs> the class.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> so, um, where where are your classes here? What's going? on? Oh, my on? stats.
1: Where, uh, All right. So yeah. Yeah. the stat system I developed for um for this game that hasn't released yet, <laughs> and it's kind of like being dormant. Uh, so uh, as soon as I tell list off these stats, just forget them. That's fine. And the internet, I can trust, will also forget it. Okay, so there are some staples. Some of these will sound very familiar. So we have Vitality. You can kind of guess that's you know your maximum health. Uh, it also governs a couple of other things within this game uh, that I won't mention. But uh, let's just say it helps govern disease as well, which is a very important aspect of this Game rules, right? This this non different D and D Pathfinder type thing, right? So vitality, strength. That one's a little straightforward, right? That that's a pretty understandable thing, right? It's your melee damage yep. and stuff yep. like that. Uh, speed. That one, okay, a little similar. However, it does actually uh, think of uh, having more speed, being able to. Increase your attack speed, sort of. So
0: attack speed, movement speed, um, those sort Th- yeah, of things. Yeah, think
1: of it like uh, increasing the number of actions you can take. So a little bit, and it's funny. It so speed in my stat system works a lot like the speed in Divinity. Okay. But I actually developed these stats before I even knew Divinity was a thing. So that's that's a little a little weird. Uh, but it's you can kind of think of it in a similar uh, function to that. Uh, and then there is skill. 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 Now, skill is like one of the most universal, important stat lines. Uh, so you can kind of think of it as, it's kind of like dexterity, but it's universal. So it's actually kind of more towards Fire Emblem skill, where skill is a chance to hit, but for everything. Okay. Not just melee, not just range Not just magic Even though magic doesn't exist within this world uh, It would be technology, technological stuff But uh, think of skill as being the end-all be-all For hit chances, crit chances uh, Stealth and other aspects to uh, to this game uh, And then there is two more stats uh, And they're both very unique One is called planning. Planning. Planning, And this you can kind of think of as being intelligence, but very different. It's called planning because it's it's tied into your ability to use advanced ranged weapons. It's also tied into the amount of time that you have to do your turn. So in this... In this game, your turns had a timer on it.
0: I don't like it. So it's think of it like too, uh, stressful. Well, think
1: of it like Chrono Trigger, right? Active time battle. Uh-huh. So it's it's not it's not new, but it is still new in a sense, right? So you're able okay. to do stuff within your turn, and the more planning you have, the more to your turn length you have to consider all your options before you start executing. On your options. It doesn't limit the number of things you can do in a turn. It just limits you, as a player, how much time you have to do, to activate all of these things that you want to activate on. Uh, It does other stuff as well, but I'm not going to go over those. Uh, Then there is, uh, the last stat is called Instinct. 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 And this one is more about the opposite kind of like the opposite of planning it's more about being able to gain bonuses based on how quickly you can act so the more quickly you are ending your turn the more you are relying on your natural ability aka your instincts to drive your actions rather than your planning to drive your actions. so it's almost like a counterbalance to planning in and of itself Because the quicker that you're going through your turn, the less time you're spending planning, and the more time you're, you are acting purely on instinct. And there's this right. other resource mechanic tied into the, the game that heavily relies on instinct, and, and your, or your instinct has a heavy influence on this thing. Uh, instinct also helps with things that you can imagine, like stealth, your ability to, to stealth within environments uh, relies on your instinct stat. So okay. uh, there's also um, trying to find where it is. There's this one last one. Ah, all right. I don't have it listed here, but it was called spunk 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 is just another word <laughs> for uh, initiative. <laughs> okay. That's
0: it. <laughs> That's it. That's only it's just initiative. Yeah. Um, all right. My high in, in that stat system. Yep. I would have to say my highest would be instinct. And the reason is because I am a poor planner. So um I I don't I'm So so
1: you don't think you have the vitality thing going on?
0: No, definitely definitely not. You don't think you have no, the strength no thing
1: going on? Nope. All right, I'm with you on both of those. I'm I'm kind of not there on those. What about speed?
0: I'm I'm not as fast as I used to be. Um so Even when I was I, I fast, don't... I'm, I'm
1: definitely not fast. I know fast. No, I... <laughs> I'm not fast.
0: Yeah, no, I was fast, but no, I'm old now. I am no longer fast. But, yeah, I, I'm a very poor planner. Are... I'm very di- disorganized. What about skill? I am... a. I am...
1: So I could see skill as potentially being one of my more dominant yeah. stats.
0: Yeah. I am... I am a master of no skills. I know a lot of things. I know how to do a lot of things. I just, I am not a master of a lot of things. Okay. Um, But I am a person who thinks and reacts very quickly. Um, Even in my career path prior to what I do now as a veterinary technician in the emergency uh, situation, I was always the one who is always quick to react and generally always doing the the correct thing um so i would have to say instinct
1: instinct as much as i would love to pick instinct for me as well i kind of know it's planning planning <laughs> yeah i'm I'm a little bit too organized to operate purely on instinct so
0: yeah i i wish i was organized you people i'm so jealous of you people um, but yeah that was a uh, kind of an interesting experiment. I'd like for everyone else to kind of think about their what their stat was their highest stat and their lowest right Yeah you know uh, So thank you quirky Quirky Kirk on Twitter um, for that question. Now we have upcoming RPGs. Uh, March 19th we have it'll do 2 plus. Now this game has already been released. it looks like now it has the plus iteration. Uh, this is kind of a, a, uh, isometric kind of cartoon look, uh, kind of drawn animation, um, action RPG. It is a very basic, um, RPG. I would almost say this is more of a hack and slash, um, but it's more on the Zelda-esque level, like Link to the Past
1: Very much, uh, very much Zelda. It's, it's been out for a while on PC.
0: Right. And actually, I actually own own it um, physically. Uh, nicalis is the one who published it, and it came with a bike manuals and stuff like that. All the cool things that you no longer see anymore. Well,
1: nicalis is publishing it on Switch, but I see a different publisher on Steam.
0: Okay, um, well, they published it. They may have done it for the physical release yeah. uh, uh, for the Switch um so the the plus iteration is a new world i think it's called the dream world yep. um new dungeons thing things of that nature i think right now it's half off if you order it now so that is it'll do too
1: what are they charging for just wondering
0: um i want to say it was 20 dollars. because
1: it's 15 on switch i mean steam
0: yeah, I want to say it's a it's a niche, the the suggested real pl- retail retail pl- I don't have in front of me is $20 and it's on sale for 10. Let me uh look really quick. No, I'm sorry. Digital download is 15 right oh,
1: now. All right. So same price. Look, it it I actually like the the art style. It's, you know, yeah. 3D models uh but it has sort of like a hand-drawn sort of aesthetic to it. There's like very thick yeah. black lines uh uh defining the silhouettes of uh, characters and details right. so it looks good uh, the review the aggregate review scores on Steam are uh, in the greatish territory so okay. and it's you know it's a Zelda clone like it as yeah. long as they don't mess that up it's going to be good
0: right and don't expect a crazy story or narrative about this it's it's very it's a very basic kind of plot line so um, it's actually one of the first games i had my son play so um it's one of those games that even i think kids could play um speaking of letting kids play uh games do not let them play this next one nope. uh, this next one march 20th is a lust for darkness dawn edition um just in the title alone uh you'll i'll have you know this is kind of like a um
1: this is not an rpg
0: it's it's i would say this is more of a puzzle uh type of not a visual novel um i I don't know what to call it to be honest with you. all right so on
1: on steam they call it an adventure and this does look like a traditional adventure game uh, like point and click adventure style uh but you probably have full freedom of movement instead of being you know uh clicking to the go to the next area although i Mm -hmm. can't say that for certain um and it's got a huge psychological horror tinge to it.
0: Right. Uh, so I'll read the kind of the short description uh, of it. a special edition of the psychological horror of seeking satisfaction on the border of two intertwining worlds An intriguing plot with erotic and occult themes guides a player player's character through the Ylverteens Victorian mansion and a perverse land inspired with Lovecrafts, worlds, and works and paintings of some Polish guy. <laughs> I can't say <laughs> yeah. this name. That's um, a weird name. Yeah, so it's it is more of a kind of looks like that point and click type of type of game. Yeah. Um, but it looks like also it's a very adult
1: theme. Extremely adult.
0: <laughs> Extremely adult. Emphasis on um, X. I, got, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So, yeah, that is Lust for Darkness Dawn Edition. Again, also on March 20th, we have Dio, Dio, Diabolic. I don't know Diabolic. why I was having trouble. I don't know why I was having trouble with that game um, title. But I'm not truly... Really, I don't know what to make of this one. It doesn't look like something I'd be interested in. Uh, um, It's very...
1: So, do you see a 2D... Uh, very pulled back view style game.
0: Very yes, very pull back view pixel very art type pixel of pixel art type of game. Looks like it might be a dungeon dungeon crawler. Um, it has
1: like a red, and slash. A red health uh, bobble on the left, blue one on the far yep. right. Very yep. terrible yep. looking yep. UI. Yep, yep, yep. All right, we're looking at the same game.
0: Um, I mean, could it try and be? Could it be trying to replicate what Diablo does? Uh, maybe. Um it looks like a dungeon run or dungeon crawler type of uh game with pixel art. Um again.
1: It says it says action not... adventure. On yours? Yeah, well I'm looking at the steam part of it. This yeah, is no, the same uh... game on Steam.
0: <clears throat> yeah. for uh for Nintendo they have it as action adventure RPG, so
1: yeah. It it is listed yeah. as RPG as well on Steam.
0: Okay. Uh so that is diabolic. And then we have Deep Sky Derelicts Definitive Edition on March twenty fourth.
1: Hey, can I just this one add re- one little thing on Diabolic? Sh- sure. The review scores are pretty high. Really? The, for the user reviews.
0: And the price on that was five uh, dollars, yeah, four ninety nine.
1: Yeah, four dollars on Steam as well. So uh, it could be good.
0: It could be good. Yep. It it, it, could, it be. could be buy buy everywhere. Uh, And then we oh I didn't look at the price of uh, the 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 lust one but I'll I'll get back to that.
1: uh, I advise everyone to stay away from Lust for Darkness. Uh, It reviews very badly. (laughs) There it, it got it's it's not a good game.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'll also give out the price just in case people uh, you know, maybe that'll be another deterrent. Then we have Deep Sky Derelict's definitive edition at 24.99. This one actually did catch my eye because I like the aesthetic of it. It looks like a graphic novel uh with cards maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um now you you said you had played it. It was it was uh it had some issues. It has a lot of issues. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't know if they've run through those issues or not. So I played but... it
1: half a year ago on mm-hmm. Steam, and I doubt they got to the majority of issues that I found while playing through the game. I, I strongly doubt that. Uh, okay. th- did they get through some? Probably. But keep in mind, the game came out in 2018. September 2018. I played the game in... August 2019, so almost a full year after the game came out, and it was still bad,
0: right? Now, this is again in their description Experience Deep Sky Derelicts in its definitive edition, which brings together um, the base game and its two DLC, uh, New Prospects and Station Life, both adding new features, content areas, gameplay mechanics, and much more.
1: Yeah, uh, the, the problem is not content. The problem is polish and balance. And the okay. core loop is uh just from what I experienced, uh broken. Okay. It, which is very unfortunate, because I'm with you. The art style, how the game presents itself, it looks awesome.
0: Hmm. Man. All right. Then next. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Lust for Darkness. Um, if the review scores weren't bad enough, it is also fourteen ninety nine um since layers march 26th uh since layers is uh usd at 1999 oh what um since layers 1999
1: 1999 okay it's on sale right now on steam
0: okay well you can't compare the two this is a new game coming out to the switch um <laughs> it's, it's not a
1: new game though
0: coming out to the switch sure. You're not going to get Steam prices right away on the Switch.
1: Uh, right, but this game... I mean,
0: potentially you mobile it. It
1: is fairly new on Steam, though. It released in September on Steam. So, okay. just, just you know, four, five, six months ago.
0: What does it cost on Steam?
1: Uh, it costs... Uh, right now it's on sale. So, the original cost without the sale is $15. Okay. So, right now it's eight ninety nine. So, I'm not going to compare those. that, but, you know, it is $5. We're
0: still playing a Switch yeah, we're playing, paying a Switch tax right now. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's got some turn based uh, elements to it, along with some strategy elements to it. I'm not entirely sure what kind of game it is.
1: I played it, and it is a. Uh, what's the. Uh, it's a. Uh, there was that game that uh, some of the reviewers on Switch RPG uh, really, really liked. Uh, Roguelike y. Uh, dungeon crawler-esque very much a roguelike where it's you, you have a character and you're walking through uh, the dungeon has a bunch of tiles and every step you take the enemies take a step Mistover? Yes okay. uh, so it's like those types of games uh, but it's there's just the combat is just boring the combat, combat's almost outright bad it because there's just nothing interesting to the combat. There's lots of heavy RNG. Uh, to a fault in this game. I know that there is reasons to have uh, RNG and stuff like that. But because they want you to, for these types of games, they want you to play over and over again. You're, you die, your party wipes, etc. And you just don't have the time for these types of things. The, the core mechanic of this game that kind of separates itself from the other ones is that you can choose to uh take on sin and the more sin you have it's sort of like a risk reward mechanic it's not truly new you've kind of have these things uh you've encountered these types of gameplay elements before uh Mm -hmm. but it's as you build up more sin the enemies become harder but the loot becomes Uh, greater, right? This is nothing new. Uh, Darkest Dungeon has had a similar mechanic with its light, its torch light system. So it's not truly unique in that aspect. It's like Mistover and like a bunch of other uh, dungeon crawler turn-based dungeon crawlers. Uh, So it's not new in that sense either. So, and I played... It says I have 1.3 hours on record. So that's as much as i played and i played enough to realize that it's not really worth it's not bad but it's not fun and
0: what's what's their um rating on steam right now
1: so right now it's in the 70s low 70s which is not a good score on steam generally if your score is in the mid 80s or higher that is a good score. That, that is certainly something that's worth your time. But if you, if you have a score that's less than that and there's no underlying issues, like there is issues of where people will review BOM. Uh, so mm-hmm. you kind of have to like look into the reason why the score is, uh, is at the value that it's currently at. And they also do separate like recent scores from uh, all time score average so there you do have to do a little bit of research uh but it doesn't matter whether it's recent or long term the trend is not it's not promising and i've already Hmm. played it and
0: right a 70 just doesn't seem bad to me you know i I would say maybe a 65 or less
1: well this is not a review you can't equate it to a regular review score so yeah you have to You have to look at other games and and sort of observe how the behavior is for review scores. And a 70, it's certainly, when I see 70, I see something that's not worth time because there's just so many other games that are going to be worth your time, and they will have those higher average review scores.
0: Okay. All All right, so that is what's coming up next week. Uh, and that's going to actually do it for today. That's going to do it for the Switch RPG podcast episode, Coronavirus Edition. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And thank you to everyone who sent in their questions and comments. Keep them coming. Remember, you can listen to the show each and every week at SwitchRPG.com, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you listen on an app, please give us a rating and review. We want to climb up those charts on those platforms. So your support would be amazing. And finally, remember, head over to SwitchRPG.com for all your RPG needs for the Nintendo Switch. Until next time, goodbye.